Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Level Up Human, the comedy science podcast, souping up the Homo sapien. Hello, humans. Welcome to the second episode of Level Up Human Extra, where, uh, Simon, our presenter, that's me, and producer Rachel, try and delve a little bit deeper into the kind of news stories that might be, might be prompting an advancement in our species, shall we say. Hello. So, Rich, um, I should point out Rich is slightly hungover and in need of some kind of upgrade, probably in the form of like a, I don't know, an egg butty or something. Would that do? That would help. That would be amazing. Yeah, if we could. Yeah. I'm just I'm trying to explain sure. why you have more husky tones than you when did last I week when i used to work on a radio program you could feasibly ask for an egg butty and someone might actually bring you one but this isn't going to work is it because we're recording this and i'm not going to release it for two days i would get you an egg butty i i, I think enough of you for that That's i'd be cooking kind, it in your you, kitchen then the podcast would go quiet for a long time so fair know. point anyway yes yeah, so what are we talking about today well, uh, you've brought along a news story this time, so do you want to tell me about it? You've, yeah. I know enough because I've seen the press release, and it sounds proper sci-fi, so I'm amazed this is actually happening. Well, I got a press release which which says, head freezing will become available within a decade. So immediately I sent it to you and was like, it, what? This is nonsense, clearly. Um, but no, they, they uh, there's a company called STEM Protect, which is... Offer, like saying it's going to be offering head freezing within a decade so that you can freeze your head for 250 years and have a chance of future resuscitation. And this is obviously fascinating because you and I could, we could record this podcast, we could do this podcast for the next how many years and then we could actually freeze our heads when we die and then we could be resuscitated 250 years in the future and see what's actually happened and then carry on recording the podcast would people's subscriptions still be valid i don't know i so the question that always comes up with this is like have does people podcasting noticed... still exist in 250 years don't well there's pl- there's plenty of problems beyond that one and the first one is that you're still dead right so well 
This is the right. So the idea is that if you freeze your brain, you retain your intellect and your memories. So they'd have to get your head really quickly and freeze it. And then my question is, 250 years from now, let's assume for a second that it's possible to resuscitate that brain. Does it have memories in it still? Because I don't really understand the hardware in a brain. I'm not sure whether my hard drive that I keep all my computer files on would work in 250 years. Now, with a brain, would it retain the memories or would... Well, there's no reason necessarily to think the memory isn't encoded in some shape or form structurally. So if you can keep the tissue and everything fine and in some form of stasis, then we should assume that it's going to work okay. In the same way, like, uh, if you're knocked unconscious, it's not like you've got an instant brain wipe. You know, there, there can be a gap in consciousness and you can still have things. Yes. So if you freeze somebody's head, how would you reckon they're planning to resuscitate them? Now that I completely don't get. Because that I, isn't in the press release, whether they're going to they're gonna attach your head to another body. Yeah. That's not that's not the worst of your problems here. The, I still see the main problem being as you're dead to begin with. And also, they're only be able to do this for 250 years. Like when, when, when Walt Disney didn't do this as he was supposed to have. But back then, um, they were wondering sort of how far would technology be advanced mm-hmm. and if we're thinking that revival is going to happen in the next 250 years like so not only are we going to develop the technology to freeze correctly at this point but we're going to have something right within that time otherwise this just becomes the head at the back of your freezer next to some loose peas and sweet corn that's just been kicking around you know like this this span as i think like i, I kind of love these things because they, they speak of an ultimate optimism that you think if we give this long enough, we'll eventually be able to revive everybody, pretty much. Yeah. And this, this is something which people have been thinking for much, much longer than people realise. Like, Lenin's tomb in uh, Moscow is the shape it is, that kind of cube thing, because they at the time thought that there was sort of uh, pseudoscience magical qualities to this shape, and they assumed that one day they'd be able to bring Lenin back to continue his communist work. Right. And there's a whole ton of scientists, like as a genuine scientist from a hundred years ago, I suppose, who didn't necessarily know things. These Victorians were not au fait with the internet, um, who thought that the, the idea of life after death and a continuation of immortality was kind of inevitable. There was a thing called the Immortalization Commission, who looked looked into things like this. H.G. Wells was, I think, a, a member mm-hmm. of them. The Immortalization Committee. That's brilliant. Yeah, that's it, it, very very steampunk. It speaks to all kinds of optimism. I know that loads of them um, believed in automatic writing, which isn't something which actually exists. Where you hang on, what what automatic writing? Uh, what's automatic writing? So the idea is that if you have your consciousness go when you're just doodling idly, then a spirit could enter you and oh, continue right. to write in your handwriting. And there's like reams and reams and reams from these scientists of automatic writing, which shows for a start that they all write like Emily Bronte. You know, all the spirits seem to have been literary Victorian gentlemen in most cases. Um, okay, so what that actually is, is people just um, zoning out a bit. And their imagination. And yeah. their imagination takes over. That might actually be a good writing technique. Yes, it's, it's still nonsense in this case because it wasn't dead spirits. Of course mm. not. But they thought it might be. And they took like pacts out of each other where they said, right, if you die first, you know, contact me. And it made oh, them, they had this yeah. huge optimism that they thought that all the scientists on the other side, wherever that was, would be continuing their research. So wouldn't it be great to ask 
Albert Einstein, what he's working on right now. What he's worked out recently. Yeah. Yeah. I would love to do that, actually. So I'm saying this was this this kind of optimism that that immortality will come and not just immortality for those who are alive then, but being able to sort of backdate. I'm all right with it. Like I suppose, I suppose I'm generally pro immortality in all cases. So, if we can do something like this, then you're an optimist. That's why we do this podcast, I guess. Oh, I found out that w- there are two types of wasp apparently who can make honey. Last night, wasp, wasp, not bee, wasp. Okay, well, it was a pub quiz family. question. It makes sense. Yeah, it was a pub quiz quiz question. There are some wasps that can make honey, true or false? And I confidently said to my table. No, there aren't any wasps that can make honey. If there were, Simon Watt would have told me about them. So um, you've let me down, man. Because the paper wasp, <laughs> the paper wasp makes honey. And paper. Apparently. <laughs> um, presumably. Sticky, sticky paper. Because usually what happens is people say, what is the point of wasps all the time? To mm. which I say, wasps say, what's the point of you? But <laughs> yeah. there's a lot, I know there's lots that steal honey, um, but are there any ones that make their own? Like, I wouldn't be surprised. The first thing to get your head around for all that is that uh, ants and bees are wasps. Hang on, what? Ants and bees are wasps? Yeah, so the ins- the great-great-granddaddy and grandmama of all the ants and all the bees was a wasp. Which is why you do get ants which have got stings like wasps. Oh. And so I suppose it's not... And why so- you have ants that have wings sometimes? Uh, yeah, they're mostly royal ants. But there's some ants yeah. which have got wings all the time. Okay. It's pretty much That's the same body plan. There's a wee bit mm. of controversy at the moment in entomology circles because for a long time we thought beetles were the most common type of life on the planet. And although that's still, you know, the par- the party line from biologists, um, it could be that there's more wasps out there. There might be more kinds of bees and ants and wasps you put together. Yeah. Research will, mm. will tell us eventually. Mm. So it's not surprising, I suppose, that bearing in mind bees, which are the newer type, can make honey mm-hmm. that you might find wasps that can make honey i wonder if there's any ants that can make there are honeypot ants which are ants which basically blow up their rear end full of sugary solution as oh, a... so they make honey as a weapon weaponized no. honey uh, no it's more like as a as reserve so they can hang upside down like little grapes and other ants can come and take the the syrupy solution from them okay but you wouldn't want to put it on your toast I'd give it a go, I'll be honest. I'd try anything like that. Oh yeah, I can see, I've just looked them up, I can see a picture of um, honeypot ants. Yeah, they have enormous abdomens swollen up with honey. Look, here's a, well, I'm, I'm a bit confused this, because I have to be honest, and this is the kind of thing I should really know, is I don't exactly know what honey is. I know what's made from, but I oh, know it's who bee makes vomit. It. Yeah, but, but what actually is that? Is that just sugar and stuff I know there's got loads of fructose like what else is in the bee vomit like there aren't carrots which is breaking the rule for all vomit but you know what is there in it (laughs) what is honey this is live action googling we're doing here that's what this podcast has become now and I know they're different because they can come from different like I've seen grey honey which I think is made from like pine sap via bee wow yeah Uh, paper wasps yes the, the pub the, quiz was right. Uh, oh, and its its name makes sense. So it's Brathagastra mellifica, and mella pretty much means honey. So like um, mellification is having yourself mummified with honey. Oh. 
That's that a... would be a good way to go. Forget head freezing. I'll I'll be just dropped in a bath full of honey. I'd be quite happy. Well, people tend to. Um, I don't know. I, actually, this is one of those sort of things. I don't know how much this folklore and how much of this is reality, but people would eat their mellified relatives. What? So, yeah, you'd eat granddad. Oh. Uh, who never a sentence who would they? Which well. what people are we talking about? That here? might be what Werther's original actually is. <laughs> it is your granddad. <laughs> it's the darkest advert. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Uh, of all time. <laughs> I remember when my granddad... <laughs> Fed me grandma. <laughs> but were this original? Oh god, this has gone really weird. Um, there's a whole, there's a whole pile of them actually here, which I've got. I'm looking up Malefica, so that would be they're all honey, honey worded. Mm. Nectarina Cameronia. That's a tangerine, mate. So bees have honey stomachs where they ingest and regurgitate the nectar repeatedly until it's partially digested. Okay. And then they hydrolyze, hydrolyze, hydrolyze the sucrose to a mixture of glucose and fructose. So fructose is um it's a pentasugar. It's a, it's a sugar which has got 5 carbons in it and glucose is one that's got 6 carbons in it. So you'll have tasted it if you've ever had the reason why golden syrup is awesome is because it's 50% um sucrose which is mm-hmm. those two bonded, bonded together, mm-hmm. uh, 25% glucose and 25% fructose. So it's just three sugars. It's pretty much they've, they find a, a liquid sugar and then dissolve some sugar in it. That is why golden nice. syrup is so awesome. Nice. And and the most macabre um, packaging ever. Yeah, I noticed like, this. The golden syrup has got a picture of a dead lion on the front of it with a load of bees. and Because it's, what is it? It's called out of the, oh, hang on there. Here we are, Huff Post. Why is the lion on Lyle's golden syrup tins dead and being eaten by bees? (laughs) The best clickbait ever. So Abram Lyle, who's the Lyle off of Tate and Lyle, 
Yeah. You know, Abram. He said uh, he had strong religious beliefs, which is why the tin's famous logo depicts strong man, Samson's lion and beast from the Bible's Old Testament, registered at Lyle's trademark. Out of the strong came forth sweetness, as the quote goes, where bees produce honey inside the lion's carcass. Rich syrup pours from the well-loved tin and the logo and design remain unchanged to this day. So they are trying to say that this is absolutely natural stuff, which has been created by bees. <laughs> They're just trying to in pretend the that this is. I love the idea that Tate and Lyle factory has loads and loads of dead lions in it, just like hanging <laughs> up. Loads of bee colonies, which are in the carcasses of dead lions. This is why there are no lions in the wild anymore, because they're all being made into. They're being used to uh, farm syrup. Have I got the right end of this particular stick? I'm just wondering, is any of this Sue worthy? Um, like. <laughs> Can we get in well, trouble? Well, I mean, planet? I'm not saying I'm not saying syrup's not a good thing. Yeah, it's I am saying lions. they make it in lions, which is which is incorrect. Uh, I retract that statement. They don't make it in lions. I'm sure they make it in massive vats, and it's all fine. We, we, look, there's all kinds of refinery stuff because we we both went to um, York. York Uni, yep. which is best uni in the world. Oh, I remember the days when it's it's closed now. But like, did you were you there whenever like every Wednesday the entire town smelt of chocolate orange? Well, no, but I remember, I mean, you can smell York coming a mile off. If you come in on the tube train, <laughs> London-centric, <laughs> just slap myself. When you come, into, when you come into York on the very extended northern line, um, there's a... On there's, the northern line. There's so. a sign on the, yeah, t- northern line. There's a sign on the wall saying uh, York where the, where the men are hunky and the chocolate's chunky. That's an actual. There's a and sign that, that was says a Yorkie that. advert that was on like the side of a tunnel as you came into the station or something. Wow. Um, and yeah, you could you got off the train and you could smell the chocolate factory. Because there's, there's loads of um, it's got an amazing heritage all this stuff. And there was a lot of a uh, large Quaker movement associated with most of them because they were having to make their money in independently and weren't allowed in in many jobs. So the Austria, we have chocolates. Many of our chocolate things because of Quakers not being allowed into the jobs that they'd have gone into otherwise. So sorry, I'm really confused. So uh, Fry, as in Fry's Turkish delight, right, was a Quaker family from York. Right. Um, he worked in the same shop as Joseph Rowntree, who's another mm-hmm. Quaker. Okay. Oh. I think uh, I think we had a young apprentice Cadbury there at one stage. Right. And, and all this happened in New York. Rooms. Yeah, and there's like even if you go walking around the fields, I remember you used to go walking through the sugar beet fields tons oh, and tons and tons. I did not know that. But it's also right the Joseph Rentree Foundation, which was made using a lot of the, the, the money mm-hmm. from Joseph Rentree's thing is a is a huge um advocacy group and research group against poverty and that kind of thing. And a lot of the houses they built, like New Year's Week, they still have a pear and apple tree. In the grounds because they wanted everybody to be a bit self-sufficient and have vitamins. It's fantastic stories, all this. Right, what else have we got? I came across this new story in New Scientist, uh, written by Frank Swin of this parish. Oh, who was on the Smashfest episode. Yes, he was. Oh, cool. um, I, I love his writing. And uh, this one is particularly cool, I think, because it really fits with our theme of trying to level up the human. Um, basically, Apple have developed a new sort of way of using their iPhone technology to broadcast directly into the brain. 
Now, it doesn't work for everybody. It works for people who've got cochlear implants. And cochlear implants are a way of uh, effectively kind of bypassing some of the machinery of the ear to go straight to the sort of circuitry of the brain and get sound transmitting that way. Um, but yeah, that, that's fantastic. This is another way of, of enabling us to, so to hear. you would be walking along and you'd suddenly be able to hear a phone ringing. In your head. In your head. And you would somehow answer that and then you would you would have the phone call. Yeah. So you would speak and Actually the speaking is a different question. Absolutely mad. Yeah, where's the receiver gonna be? I suppose you can like transmit things through bone and whatnot. But yeah, you'll be able to hear a phone call that other people can't. You'll be able to listen to music. Basically anything that you can fire over Bluetooth will be working for this technology. So you could Bluetooth your music directly into your own brain. Yeah. So no need for headphones. And much less annoying than those people on trains who play it from their phone loudly and directly. Yeah, right. What are the longer term implications of that then? Is that is that a good thing? Well, Would yeah, we it's... are we going to end up fitting people with cochlear implants who don't actually need them for hearing? So we're talking about like cybersizing, yes. cyberneticizing ourselves yes. just for the benefit of this technology. I could see that in the long, long term. There might be better ways of doing it. I, like I don't know if you need a direct sort of neural interface here um like are you going to end up having because this is only one step up from those new earbuds the things which don't have the wire mm. um, but yeah it's headphones. just not it's not using those it's beaming directly into your brain so um and the, the other benefit of this kind of tech is that if you do have ears which have no problems and you can hear um in a healthy range then you could have both like, so you could be listening to your music and nodding along to somebody who you find really boring. But you know how, like, it's annoying, isn't it? Like, people having smartphones and, and they'll suddenly look at them and start doing things. But at least you can see what they're doing. So this is going to be more like you'll be talking to someone and they'll just suddenly, they'll just look off into the middle distance because their phone is ringing in their brain and you can't yeah. hear it. I suppose. So we need a kind of holding device to come across as a contact lens, maybe, well, so that when you're talking to someone, you're just like, oh, they've gone. T tech is only <laughs> ever as good as, as the people who are using it, I guess. Yeah, that's and how true. how use it. What have you got coming up, Rich? Well, tomorrow, we've got a very exciting gig at the Croydon Comedy Festival. When's tomorrow? That tomorrow is the, is the 26th of October. Um, cool. So we're going to be at the Croydon Comedy Festival at the Spread Eagle Pub in Croydon doing a new show, which has never, ever been done before, by us. Stand-up comedy about the Mars mission. Uh, it's called Simon and Rachel Pack for Mars, and we've got Gemma Arrowsmith and Samantha Baines joining us to do planetary lols. Do you know what you're going to talk about? Well, I'll be talking about... The thing that I find fascinating about the Mars mission are the fact that some companies are trying to get people to go on a one-way ticket. Mm -hmm. And the idea that if they want me to go... They want me to go, they want me to be the sort of person who would say goodbye to all my friends and family and my three kids and my husband yeah. and set off for Mars. But then I'm just thinking, well, that doesn't make you a very good, that, you know, on the one hand, well done for being intrepid, right? But yeah. on the other hand, are you really wanting to populate this spaceship by the sort of psychopaths who will just happily, cheerfully abandon the entire world Maybe. in search of a new one? Maybe it's just like the ultimate snub. It's it is a people... big snub. It really, you know, I mean, it would just put <laughs> people's noses right out of joint, wouldn't it? 
Uh, and I've been to some house parties where, like, I, I don't, uh, I'm not a good buyer. Like, I, I find that if I'm in a group of people where there's more than four people, um, I don't say goodbye. I, I just leave because I know that... When, it's when called night, an Irish bail, do you know that? Is that a real thing? Yeah. And that's an actual Irish... I think is so. Is this a cultural thing I have? Alone? Well, no, I do it as well, but I always call it an Irish bail well, in respect. as soon as you get enough of a grip that <laughs> Which you can... sounds horrifically racist. Yeah. Can I say that? Know. Are you going to claim I know Simon? It's okay. Is that going to? Um, I don't know. Well, no. I'm I'm hoping that you're <laughs> going to personally tell me off for it right now. No, it's, um, I know that. Like as soon as it gets to the point of procrastination, you know, whenever you've got like people wondering where they're going next, then you know to suddenly disappear is kind of the best. And I've been to the odd party where if I could just end up on Mars, that would be an upgrade as far as I'm concerned. That was Level Up Human, hosted by Simon Watt, produced by Rachel Wheely, and supported by the Wellcome Trust. For more information, go to leveluphuman.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.